Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Four truths for doing it His way. So we've been on this journey. We started the week talking about the Lord's Supper, the remembrance, right? Do this in remembrance of me highlighting uh, the importance of us bringing to God's remembrance that new covenant that was established through the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ, what that means for us as believers and how it strengthens us and gives us the courage to continue to move forward with the assignments that God has given us here on this earth while we're here. Right? It is extremely important that we have that. That's why he made sure that he equipped the disciples with that prior to him going uh, to the cross because he knew once his resurrection took place, their assignment, the great commission that we all have, will require them to be equipped for the journey. They would be required, they needed this revelation, they needed this truth, they needed this particular thing to hold on to, to give them the strength and the courage to fulfill the great commission that was given to them, right? Bringing to remembrance. Right, he says, do this. We know it's an action, something that we're supposed to do, not a memorialization of Christ's death or a sad moment, but this is to activate us. Right, when we are faced with struggles and challenges, it's a form of activating or I say reigniting our faith, right? Making sure the flame stays lit. So today I wanted us to look at some things that I uncovered in Hebrews that I believe tied directly to us understanding what we need in a practical way to do it his way. Because yesterday we talked about, you know, his way or our way, and we understand that the way he told us to go about having strength and courage in his land, he laid it out. He made it real clear, right? There's no nothing that needs to be added, nothing that needs to be taken away from it. But he understands because he was human like us. He knows the things, the baggage uh, the weight that we're going to have on this journey through experiences, through things that have come to us from other people, through the culture, all of that. And he says he gave us a simple thing, just do this in remembrance of me, to reignite in your conscience and to bring forth to me that you, by faith, in the confidence of what I've done, not in what you've done, but in me and my promise that you believe me, and I'll give you the strength, I'll give you the courage to move forward. So today, as I said, I wanted to give us some practical truths, some things that I found in Hebrews that stood out to me. So the first truth that I want to share is that we have to accept the freedom and confidence that comes from the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ. So Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 and 20, and today for all scriptures I'm reading from the Amplified. It says, Therefore, brethren, Since we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the holy of holies by the power and virtue in the blood of Jesus, by this fresh, new, and living way, which he initiated and dedicated and opened for us through the separating curtain, the veil of the holy of holies, that is, through his flesh. So we have to accept the freedom and the confidence that comes. It's not because of us. There 
and our acceptance is needed, right? And we have to apply it and accept it as a truth for our lives because the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy for believers, he cannot undo our salvation, right? Once we have confessed with our mouths that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and we receive him into our hearts, Satan cannot do, undo that. What he can do, though, is terrorize us. Right? He can terrorize us through his influence in his land, through our minds. And so when, when Christ came, he didn't come to clear sinful behavior. He came to clear sin from our consciousness because he, the law makes us conscious constantly that we're flawed. And that's why he says, do this in remembrance of me. Remember me and what I've done. Let your conscience take hold to this truth so that you are equipped and not distracted, so you are not sitting and being bombarded with condemnation from the enemy about your sins because I've already paid the price for them. Now, that is not the same as the Holy Spirit convicting us to correction, but this is the thing you need to remember. When the enemy comes to condemn you, he doesn't bring a solution. When, <coughs> when the Holy Spirit convicts you, he reveals to you where you've gotten off track, and he comes with a solution of correction. That is the difference. And we have that because we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So we have a freedom and a confidence that unbelievers don't have. We have a freedom and a confidence to move and do and take actions, not based on us, but based on Jesus Christ and based on what he did. We can clearly see that we have full freedom and confidence in verse 19 to enter in into the holies of holies. That means we have direct access to God through Jesus Christ, through his blood. And we also have a relationship with him in the body of Jesus Christ through his flesh that we get to now go beyond the veil that prior to that in the Old Testament, they couldn't go no further. They were separated from God. But we're not because of Jesus Christ, because he has come and he has come to live inside of us. So we are no longer separated from him. Right? I want you to see this as well. There is, and you may have to go back uh, to verse 12 and then come forward, but I'm going to read verses 16 because I want you to see, well, I'm going to start at 15, because I want you to see where God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are all in, uh, all present in this agreement that we now live under and have the freedom and confidence in. So I'm going to back up to 14. It says, for by a single offering, he was forever completely cleansed and perfected those who are consecrated and made holy. And also the Holy Spirit adds his testimony. Because we live through by the Holy Spirit, imparting his grace, God's grace into us, okay? That's the Holy Spirit's job. And it says, he comes to add his testimony to us in confirmation of this. For having said, this is the agreement, the testament and covenant that I will set up and conclude with them after those days, says the Lord. I will imprint my laws upon their hearts, and I will inscribe them on their minds, on their inmost thoughts and understanding. 
right? He then goes on to say, and their sins and their law-breaking, I will remember no more. That's why he says, do this in remembrance of me. Do not allow the enemy to cause you to want to recount your sins because my flesh and blood has cleansed your conscience of those. You have freedom and confidence in me, okay? So number one, truth is that we have to accept the freedom and confidence that comes from the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ. And know that this is something that you will probably have to do daily, maybe several times throughout the day, right? Number two, we have to move forward and take action based on our unqualified assurance, okay? So Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22 says, let us all come forward and draw near with true, honest, and sincere hearts in unqualified assurance and absolute conviction engendered by faith, by the leaning of the entire human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, his wisdom, and his goodness, having our hearts sprinkled and purified from a guilty evil conscience and our bodies cleansed with pure water. I don't think I got much to summarize right there because I think it says everything that needs to be said. We are to move forward, take action based on the unqualified assurance and conviction that we have been engendered by faith. And I want you to understand that faith is a divine persuasion that takes place over a period of time. So you are not going to get this and then you don't need this lesson no more, right? As long as we're traveling as journeymen in this foreign land, we are always going to have to do this in remembrance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're going to have to always not only apply the word but accept the word. We have to accept it as truth for us and we have to live through the engendered conviction and faith that we get not because of us, not because our own self-effort to have faith, but because of the faith of Christ that is in us, that the Holy Spirit imparts unto us through grace. He will give us all that we need. That's why it says here that we have to do this by leaning our entire human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence. So that means we have to surrender our entire being, our behaviors, our thoughts, our flaws, our skill sets, our abilities, all the things that make us great and all the things that make us bad, we have to give all of that over to him and leave it at his feet because he knows what to do with it. And we have to be able to move forward because we are unqualified. Our assurance is not something we have to qualify for. We receive it by grace. It is a gift. That's why it's called unqualified assurance. There is nothing you can ever do to deserve God's grace, his favor, his love of nothing. I don't care what they told you. I'm here to enlighten you, and you can go study it for yourself if you think I'm not telling you the truth. It is in here. There's nothing that we can do that will deserve anything that God has for us. What we do do, is by a free will being make a decision to accept him as the atonement for our sins. 
by receiving him through our mouth, through our confession, and receiving him into our hearts. And then as we're on the journey daily, every second of the day, we are now allowing the Holy Spirit to impart to us the level of faith that we need as we travel this journey. The divine persuasion is taking place. That's why we have to do it in remembrance of him because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy in our minds, in our minds, right? If the enemy can get you to believe that you got to do something to qualify, you've just taken yourself by choice from under the covenant, Okay? Our third thing is we must seize, hold fast, and retain the promise. I'm going to read Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. It says, so let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. We don't seize, hold fast, and retain the promise based on our reliability and our faithfulness. It's on God's reliability and God's faithfulness and Jesus' reliability and his faithfulness to his assignment. That is what we hold fast to. That is where our hope is designed, right? A few weeks ago I talked about the, the scarlet rope um, that Rahab had and how it signifies the hope. It was red because of the blood, right? And it was something tangible because of the flesh, right? If you read the Bible, you see Jesus all through it. You just got to pay attention, right? I didn't understand that at first when I heard people say it, but now I'm getting it, right? And you start to see that there's glimpses of him everywhere, right, for us to hold on to. Our hope comes from the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ, okay? He didn't give the disciples no other assignment. No other form of weapon that they needed prior to them getting the Great Commission. Nothing. That was it. Because that is what we hold our hope on. That is what we seize, hold fast, and retain without wavering. Okay? And the fourth truth is to allow steadfast patience and endurance to develop in you. Now, this is hard. I know this for myself because I've just gotten a revelation this week of what I am being taught through some of the lessons in my life, and that is steadfast patience and endurance, not relying or depending on short-term solutions, but allowing God to have his perfect work because I had to go back to one of my journal entries, and I wrote that God is a chess player. Jesus is a chess player. That's not to reduce them down to our human nature, but it is to talk about strategy. They are not built to have long term, short term answers, right? We see when Jesus' life came, it was an eternal answer to redeem man eternally, not the flesh. Right, But that's over a process. And we wonder, well, when is God's kingdom coming? Because he's steadfast in his patience and in his mercy. He's given us all time to get ourselves together. He desires for none of us to perish, right? And he desires for those of us who have received him while we're here to do our job. That's to fulfill the great commission, to bring souls to him through our ministries, right? So allow steadfast patience and endurance to develop in you. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 36 says, For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance, so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God and thus receive 
and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. As I said a few minutes ago, I don't think I need to explain nothing else. It tells us how are we going to perform and fulfill God's will for us is that we have need of steadfast patience and endurance. So we have to allow the Holy Spirit to develop it in us through the teachings, the lessons that we learn in life. So maybe somebody is struggling or challenged like I was, looking for things to happen so fast because you're looking for the knockout. And God is teaching you that I already got you. I'm teaching you that I can sustain you. I want you to re refocus not on getting a quick solution, but look at the promise of me sustaining you through it as I work out something greater for you, right? We want to be out of the situation fast. God says, no, I got you in it because it's developing your steadfast patience and your endurance because in order for you to do fully what I've commissioned you to do, you're going to have to need it because I'm a, I'm a chess player. I don't move that fast, right? So we have to allow God to do what he's doing in us. And our job is as believers is to develop truths that we hold on to, that we do this in remembrance of him. His flesh and his blood is our weapons of strength and courage to live the life that God has called us to live here on earth. So I hope today's wisdom has inspired you, encouraged you, challenged you, ignited you, giving you something tangible and practical to hold on to through God's word so that as you continue to do things his way and sometimes you run up against challenges, you can go back to the word itself, not to what I said, but to what the word of God says and then find where you can allow the blood and the flesh of Jesus Christ to be the thing that gives you what you need to move forward. All right. Talk to you guys on tomorrow. We'll be back here at the same time on the same number. You have a great day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.